Hello, newsies. Happy holidays. Uh, Kate's sick, and I, rather rather than review this movie, my head started to bleed out of my nose spontaneously. And I think I think my body wants to bleed itself to death rather than talk about this movie. Hey, let's get the flick out of here. How's it going, everybody? Uh, a couple of things. One, it is kind of a shame that probably the greatest art ever created, i.e. me dancing to the intro, is not seen by anybody but you, Alex. How privileged yeah, you are. And am. two, you chose this one okay I, listen listen I, I i found this one and and i suggested it to you with with all the information that i had about it one of those bits uh, of information was that leslie nielsen is in it which usually will sway me in the direction of anything you, in the process you love leslie nielsen I and do. i am also also partial partial to leslie um uh also, the thing about it is that last year we reviewed a movie where Lindsay Lohan had amnesia. <laughs> and this is a movie where Leslie Nielsen playing Santa Claus has amnesia. And I was like, how could how could that be a disgustingly normcore, boring, generic holiday movie? And yet, and yet, Kate, that is exactly what we found ourselves with. It is when you called it Norm Cora, I almost fell off my chair because that is what it is. Uh, it is, in fact, I had I had the ultimate like Hallmark Lifetime ish type movie picked out for next week, but we can't do it back to back with this because no. it's too they're too disgustingly generic. So we're gonna switch it up for next week. But um, I was like also wondering how they could create something so Norm Core, and this was. I figured it out. It was a part of like Disney's holiday collection. Yep. Because I intended on leading this podcast, Alex. So I actually did a little bit of research, much like yeah. you do when you were in charge of these things. Uh -huh. That was the thing that I found was this was a part of like the Disney yep. days or whatever. But then I said, yep. um, I don't have the notes or the wherewithal to make this an entertaining review. You no. can take Normcore yeah. and make it something special. So 20 minutes ago, I threw this back into your court. Thank you. Yes, you did. And uh, and <laughs> a little bit more notice than 20 minutes might have been nice because I watched this begrudgingly over three <laughs> sittings uh, more than more than 36 hours ago and barely remember it. So also, sometimes that'll happen, guys. We'll peek behind the curtain. Sometimes that'll happen where neither of us end up taking good notes. We want to still maybe make it make believe like we know what the hell we're talking about. So I will find a synopsis online that's very detailed that will jog my memory about stuff that I've seen in the film. The problem is that there does not exist on the on the internet, the very vast internet, a, a, a good long synopsis of this film because because nobody cares this much about this film. It's true. Um, I did watch it only two days ago, so it's at least a little bit more fresh in my head. Did you watch it in one sitting? Because I, I, I did watch it in I, one sitting. Oh, good for you. You got you got. So that we're up on. we're gonna piece this. The thing is, nothing. It's very generic and boring. So there's nothing. 
even if I could recall every line of dialogue, there's nothing entertaining. Yeah, that's that's a problem. Nothing that doesn't fit into like I've seen some variation of this, and I remember right. it before, even with Leslie Nielsen in it, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, however, I will say the movie starts promisingly down. The- <laughs> Down, down the ro- road to crazy town. It does. Because um, the movie starts with um, a, a an obvious painting of an orphanage. But they, 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 they say this is a real picture. It's not. And it says it's an orphanage. It doesn't tell us when. But I was like, the 40s? Because the kid inside is like seated at this very... Ele- it is a well-appointed orphanage. Yeah, like like it's a it's a beautiful oak furniture and a huge towering stone fireplace, a huge Christmas tree. It is a well-appointed orphanage. He's dressed impeccably well. He is dressed in a button-down shirt and a red bow tie and suspenders. Um, and what we will find out when he stands from the table, short pants. It does feel like he is. It's 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 from a from a, the depression or something. But it's he the says 70s. it is the seventies. <laughs> That's the, it's the seventies. Uh, he says uh, he is writing a letter, and it's a, a voiceover from the child saying, "Dear Santa, you are the greatest. All I want for Christmas this year is." Um, is a family that that loves me and cares about me. Uh, love, Peter Albright of the Toothpaste Albrights. That's I'm right. just adding. I'm just adding that in later because anytime anyone has the last name Albright, I think of the classic uh, Saturday Night Live sketch where Chris Farley played a guy named Albright of the Toothpaste Albrights, and I I've always thought that was very funny. So anyway, he's. I don't know. Six. Uh, and so the the woman dressed all in black, very severe, um, in a very floor length skirt, like black shirt, cuffs to all the way to the wrist, buttoned up to the top. I'm, again, it felt that's why it felt like it was 1930 something. Yeah, um, this didn't even feel like a nun that runs an orphanage. This felt like Yeah. Yeah, this was this was different. Um, um very weird. Just, have you finished your letter, Peter? Yes. May I have it? And she takes it and it's written on there, to Santa, North Pole, on the envelope. She takes it. Peter, I'm trying to like do as, as ramrod straight as she is in this scene. Peter, I just had a phone call from your father. And she says, yes, is he coming to get me? Your father believes it would be best if you stayed here. You mean... Just for Christmas or forever? Forever. And then he runs up the stairs. Like, because he's upset. Because his father basically has abandoned him in an orphanage. Correct. Which, traumatizing. Yeah. Okay? Not as traumatizing as the next five seconds. Because he runs up these big, huge, winding staircase. Uh, and stops at the landing and looks back down at the at this big living room where the woman 
has like sighed to herself and turned around and walked over to the fire and she takes the letter in the envelope and throws it onto the fire and it bursts into flames and immediately he's like <laughs> so naughty yeah. like, he's Nadi turned around three quarters of the way up the staircase and looked back and what he sees is this woman he, throw yes. the letter into the fire and i was like you couldn't have waited Maybe do a scan of the room. Maybe a good old double check sees up the stairway. Just, just burns his Christmas letter. She doesn't know he's there, but she should have made sure he wasn't. And like a child, you just as a child, you just found out that you're probably recently your mother is dead. Uh, and your father has basically said, I want nothing to do with you for the rest of your life. Good luck in this admittedly well-appointed orphanage. Uh, and then you would like, please Santa, bring me a family. It, and listen, when you write Santa a letter, he's got to bring you the gift. But the woman who runs the orphanage, admittedly a well-appointed one, burns your Christmas letter in front of you. And I just, I texted you, uh, we are one minute and 41 seconds in and I am traumatized. (laughs) What Uh, was so amazing too was like the conversation between you and I before this went like, was like, hey, I found this movie and I was like, you know what, let's do that this week. We can push this other one till next week, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to start it. I am, (laughs) you were like, okay, here I go. It was like I am traumatized right off the bat. Yeah. Um, Sadly, I was not traumatized further, except for one scene near the end, which was bat guano crazy. Everything else in between. I would have rather been traumatized further than sit through the most generic. Turn of the Millennium family Christmas movie ever created. And that's saying something because they made a lot of those. They did. And it's the same white guy in every single one of these two. Like there's there's eight different versions of him, but it's the same white guy. It's the same character played the exact same by any number of faceless sitcom actors. This guy, Stephen Eckholt, who plays grown up Peter Albright of the Toothpaste Albrights. Um, he had a recurring role in Friends and The West Wing. Um, and uh, like he was a TV actor. He did constant, like constantly working in TV. And they're like this because this is technically a made-for-TV movie. It was made for the wonderful world of Disney. Uh, it aired in 2000, as you both, you and I both found out. And uh, so. Um, we meet Peter all grown up. He is the roving reporter on the street for a local news station in 2000. That would have made him a pretty big local celebrity. Um, he, uh, he is trying, he is there. He has his camera woman, his camera person is a black woman who has, she is in a lot of scenes in this film. I believe she has one line. Like, even when she yeah. should definitely have lines, she doesn't have lines. I'm Listen, 
because but neither of us really remember these things, I'm not going to do a really good like point by point synopsis of the whole thing. So there, later, there isn't but, a good point by point synopsis right, really, of the whole thing. No, um, but later in the film, spoiler alert: Santa's elves kidnap. Peter Albright of the Toothpaste Albrights and take him hostage in his own news van, which is being driven by his camera woman, who you would think would have something to say about this and does not. No. They do not give her any lines. They get her reaction shots to what's going on. And I thought to myself, is she a functioning mute? Because she would have something. And I remember, no, no, she did have one line at the beginning of the film in this first scene where he's just trying to interview people about shopping for for Christmas presents. It's like three days before Christmas Eve and he's people are doing Christmas shopping. He's like, would you like to answer some question about Christmas shopping? And everyone's like, get drop dead, buddy, in different versions of this. Um, Movie filmed in Toronto. Filmed in Toronto for New York was a big thing, has always been. But filmed in Toronto for New York, uh, a lot of the research I found out was uh, by clicking people who happened to have um, Wikipedia uh, pages uh, who were listed in the cast. Canadian born, Canadian born, Canadian born. Okay, Toronto for New York. That's all the confirmation I need. Um, And so uh, he can't seem to get anybody to want to talk about this. And um, he, he goes back to his... Ed, his editor, the news manager, whatever, the yeah, guy who produced our guy, yeah, right. And the thing about it that was so funny to me is I saw this guy and I was like, wow, they really wanted William Atherton for this role. <laughs> William Atherton is is a is a is a is a is a famous character actor. The most the two most famous roles he played. He did a lot of stuff in the eighties. Um, was he played um, uh, Walter Peck? From the first Ghostbusters, the EPA agent with the beard who comes and shuts down the containment system, and that's when the ghosts go crazy. Uh, he's just he's and the other one is the news guy who is on the plane during Die Hard Two, where he's like actively ruining everything for John McClane down on the ground uh, by trying to like expose what's going on. Um, and he's just he's a that guy, and the guy looks like him. And talks like him and is playing the character you would write at this time for William Atherton. And then I looked up who played him. And the guy's name is Ted Atherton. Now, they're not brothers. They are, as far as I can tell, not related. But he looks like him, acts like him, sounds like him, and has the same last name. And that is, to me, the main reason why he was cast as the director wanted a William Atherton guy. And the casting director said... Well, we got a guy with the same last name who sounds and looks like which him. version? Team that team honestly, version. yes, that is hysterical. Uh, I was, I was, I was like, oh, of course they they found his brother, and I looked them up, and they're not related, which is crazy because they the- definitely are. But something, there's no way because <laughs> that's also not the last name Sullivan, right? Like yeah, that no, is a no, yeah, it's not Smith. It's, yeah, you know, it's not, not Ted. It's not keep Ted, it up with the Jones Smith. No, yeah. No. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah that that guy is is uh, is a thorn in the side of of our hero Peter Albright of the Toothpaste Albrights through the entire- well, like in the way that I mean, yes, but at this point too, like he just wants to do feel good Christmas stories, and 
Peter Albright keeps, he said like he wanted to do a story on like Santa, Mall Santa's arrests. Criminal records. Criminal records or suicide rates during the holidays, which I was like, yes. that's a little like edgy for 2000. Okay. The, um, the, the, the thing they could have easily done is made him into a Scroogey type. Yeah, and he did. is, but he's not. Like he, like, he doesn't have a Christmas tree in his apartment. He doesn't have any decorations. He doesn't really do Christmas. But he's not Christmas bah humbug. You know what I mean? And I think if they tilted it a little bit more in that direction, it might have actually, you know, because he has absolutely ever. His mom died at Christmas time. His dad abandoned him like a week later. He let, grew up in an orphanage. Like he, he, like, Santa was burned to death in front of him. Basically, the idea of what Santa could be was immolated in front of him at the age of seven. You would, he could be forgiven for being an Ebenezer Scrooge type, but instead he's just a career guy. You know it what almost I mean? felt like he was the one with amnesia. Like, like for the first yeah. 20 minutes of it, it was like he knew he didn't like Christmas, but he, it felt like he didn't know why. And he obviously right. does because it was his yeah. childhood. Yes. So, um, but yes. So he comes up with this idea sarcastically, right? Of, well, why don't you just put a camera on my head and it'll be Santa cam. And his producer loves that idea. And it's like, yes. put yes. a Santa cam on your head and go to the mall. <laughs> yep. And Which so I he's going to dress up like Santa. Has a camera in his in his hat, and he's going to interview people at the mall while dressed as Santa. And he's interviewing kids around here. Well, the first thing he does is while dressed up, he he obnoxiously hits on this woman who works there. And oh, but it's okay because we find out they're actually dating. But um, my initial is, reaction was, "What the hell, though?" <laughs> that was my initial reaction because the initial reaction also of his camera woman was damn you move fast that was her one line i believe in the entire movie uh that they gave to his uh unnamed black camera woman is damn you move fast she doesn't have a name we also have a black elf like Mm -hmm. it's like they realized that they need to do better with casting but they didn't realize like the yeah Hey, maybe we should give them roles of substance. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Representation without actual anything else. Um, yeah. Exactly. But anyway, uh, so his cameraman does not know that this is the person he's been dating for a year. Right. So he does not, he's not a very like, hey, everybody, I'm, a, I'm an open book. Come, let's find out about my life. Does not, this not person. So, um, so he find he finds out that uh, so he hits on her. She she sees through his disguise immediately, and so they do a little interplay. It's fun, cute, whatever. He's interviewing some kids, and uh, the kids uh, does one of them like punch him or something? Anyway, he falls over, and uh, and that the actual Santa that inside this they're in a mall. His his girlfriend Claire. At this point, all we know is that she's his girlfriend. Um, works in this mall, and uh, the, at this big central area of the mall, there's a gazebo that's poorly built, hastily, shoddily constructed, obviously. That's built in the middle of this atrium, and that's where you climb up the little stairs and you go visit Santa, and that's what this is. So the Santa that they actually have up there, who's greeting kids. He says, hey, how you doing? Poor, poor, bad fall there. Let me help you up. And reaches over the railing. And when trying to help the guy up, 
he falls. Yeah, so the there railing. was a... the railing gives way and they fall, and then uh, they have to take away that Santa on a stretcher. Spoiler alert: that will in no way be the last Santa we see on a stretcher to this movie. No, which is an insane sentence to say out loud. Yes. But yeah, yeah, there's a little girl who's shouting all the things that she wants at Santa. I mentioned this because yes. it kind of comes up in the next scene in a yeah. Santa's too old kind of way. Um, and then there's a the kid that's like, is that your real beard? Is that your real nose? And then goes, is that your real stomach? And sucker punches him in the stomach. Yeah, that's what so it is. So yeah. hard. And uh, I laughed. So that's where I'm at on the empathy scale. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Well, no, there should not be any for this guy. We find that out throughout the movie. Um so that Santa has to be taken away on a stretcher because he fell through a railing about a foot. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how brittle that Santa's bones are. But he was a young guy wearing a beard. He's fine. But she's like, we don't. And so her boss, the manager of the entire mall, comes over and is like, we don't have a Santa. Oh, great. You have a new Santa because this is her boyfriend standing there wearing a Santa outfit. I says, can you please... Until I get a new one down here, can you please be said? Look at the line for these kids. Come on. Like, how oh, do I do it? And then he does it, but he sucks at it and he hates doing it because he doesn't oh, like. Oh, yeah. And, and crucially, there's a line when those two Santas are interacting, when Peter and the, the ball Santa are interacting, where he goes, Oh, yeah. He goes, Can you believe, like, kids like people spend hours with them on purpose blah 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 blah, yeah. blah which i was like you're saying that to a mall santa who yeah. probably volunteered to do this um but that yeah. kind of comes back into play later as throughout the film yes oh yes probably does um so anyway he has to play santa for a while and he hates it and they can't seem to get anybody uh to to be the new santa the the, the agency all the good santas are taken. Have have are taken. Um, but they're gonna the agency is going to send some new Santas tomorrow to audition. Um, so uh he um he goes to like have dinner with his girlfriend at her house, and this is where we meet her son, Zach. Yes. Who's on eight, yeah, I was gonna say probably about Peter's age when he was at the orphanage. Yeah, about why that. He hates him, I guess. Yes, yeah, Pete, Pete, like, yeah, Zach. Well, Zach does not like. Again, this is the this is a a, a common thing. Is um, is the I don't know how to how to describe it. Um, <coughs> Popular media was in its divorce era where like everybody had to be a single parent and divorce and everything. It was a major thing going around because honestly, I believe this so many Hollywood writers in the, in the eighties were divorced. <laughs> and so they were like, write what you know. Um, and uh, but so I don't know though, if dad is gone left like just walked or walked out or they had a protracted divorce and she's got full custody. He's never mentioned. I think Could there's be dead. Like, there's... this comes with like also the obsession of like making women a career woman. And they yeah. were like, well, a career woman would only choose a career if she had right. to, which would be in the circumstances to. of divorce. Yeah. 
Good Otherwise, career, why should she choose that? Her, her career, let's be honest, is like yeah, she's like in a, command of a mall. Mall, yeah. You know, like true. I don't, I don't even know what you would even like what it, when that is. You know what I mean? So it's not like um, it's anyway. So Zach doesn't like Peter Albright of the Toothpaste Albrights. Does not like him at all. Good uh, radar, because, Zach. He sucks. Yeah, well, he does suck. But like he's this is the thing is it feels like this every up until they mention that they've been dating for a year, I thought this has been going on for like two or three months. Yeah, it feels because it's, it feels like Zach's still in the like getting to know you. I'm not really sure, whatever. And he's also really awkward around the kid and doesn't really know what's going on. And she keeps saying, I don't even know what we are right now. But you should definitely know what you are right now if you're been doing it for a year. And also, you're neither of you is 22. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're both in your late 30s. Like, you there's a, a kid, kid involved. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should know by now if, if this is going to be a long-term thing. But because also it is it, there's this wonderful like just swath of he's a guy, so he's afraid of commitment. Obviously, thing that was just around in pop culture forever is that all guys don't actually want to get married. Well, all good-looking guys too, especially right, right, yeah. right, because they have options. Right. Well, sure. Um, but uh, they put the kid to bed and have Chinese food. And uh, they're canoodling on the couch um, and trying to like, you know, like, what are we going to like talking about Zach and how we're going to blah, blah, blah. And 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 this is where he says, so can I spend the night? She says, no, it's still too soon for Zach. And that's how I was like two two or three months, months. two or three months, a year. And I'm like, okay, so I don't know. I don't know how to rationalize those two things. But um she because uh, if, if if a year is too soon, what's not too soon? Two years, three, a decade, like, like a, what's like you know? a year to not spend the night? Like this guy's been around enough, yeah. Um, and then he says, "What if I'm gone by morning?" Right, and she's like, "She's like, okay, sold." Because because that's a thing that really gets gets the women really Love excited. Yeah. That. Um, could you sneak out while I'm asleep? Is is a is it like that's a thing like Swoon. on Tinder on Tinder profiles? It's like the things that that re- that I really love is like long walks on the beach and when guys sneak out while I'm asleep. Yeah. That is <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, he accidentally oversleeps. Oh, he wakes up! No, oh no! And uh, uh, hilarity ensues when he's trying to get dressed and she's trying to hide him from the 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 kid. <laughs> Uh, and the kid knows he's there and is kind of nonchalant about it. The um, kid earlier when she's like tucking him in too is like, "Do you like him?" <laughs> and she's like, "Yes, yes. I do." And he was like, "He doesn't talk about anybody but himself." Like, I was yeah. like, "He's way more astute than the mom." Like, this kid right. is zoned in on who this guy is. You don't and, think that kid knew he stayed the night? Come on, that kid knows. And then also, like he like doesn't even see the guy, but knows he's there, like in the hallway, waiting to cross through the an open doorway to like get to the to get to the the exit of the apartment. But um, he says, "You might want to tell your friend not to forget his Santa suit." Tell your friend, 
feels like it's some guy she brought home from the bar. It really does. As opposed to a guy I've seen around for a year. A year. Ah. Um, so, so anyway, he also he just gets... like a nice little sarcastic, like tell your friend. Yeah. <laughs> like this kid rules at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now what this has been intercut for a little while with Santa. Because this is where the whole thing changes. So to introduce Santa, Leslie Nielsen, uh, with 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 a with a pretty good looking fake beard, uh, white hair, the the fat suit, a yeah, number he one. He looks good as Santa. That's not he looks good. And also, like uh, as later through the thing is, it, like oh, he's he was born to play this. Yeah. Like what a he's really good at playing sweet old man. He like, is really good at playing sweet. You old know, man. like and also like his. <clears throat> his comedic timing is so good when you see him in other stuff that like seeing him in the more sincere scenes and also you don't realize like the the timbre of his voice even yeah like for for something like this is like it's very endearing very endearing yeah. um so uh he's he i don't know he's um He's feeling around a Santa suit, and he finds yeah. He's wearing he's wearing a Santa suit, and he says, "Hey, um, what the hell's the number? What's the what's the? I don't know." Tommy Davidson from In Living Color plays the head elf, um, and there's only one other named elf. Uh, he's the the the, on, on the other guy whose name is Rupert. He's the fat one and the dumb one who, who tags along. There are other elves that you see throughout the movie. None of them ever speak. So I just, I just it's a weird thing. Like, do you have a certain number of people who you had to, like, keep on the under fives so that you don't have to pay them anything? Felt that Probably. way. Yeah. That um, way. Anyway, so he's talking to Santa. It's like, hey, when was the last time that you would think that I have worn this suit? Says, judging from the flared cuffs, uh, I would say early 70s. So, like, he's got all these suits from different eras. He happened to pick out one he hasn't worn in 30 years is a weird device to get to. I found these letters in one of the pockets. That's that's really sloppy. How who knows how many more letters from different decades are in different Santa suits all the time. Uh, there. By the way, there's no Mrs. Santa. Uh, no Mrs. Claus. Like, no, 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 no Mrs. Claus. There, there is because he mentions her, but we never see her yeah. or get any indication of how she feels about how the, her husband has gone missing. But, yeah, uh, that's you know, a weird like, one. There could have been a really fun thing with like Mrs. Claus. Being like, we we got it. we have to find him. Says, all right, I'll send out a search party. Well, you're not going without me, young man. And then you could have Mrs. Claus come with the whole thing, and her in the world, like getting to see different things would be kind of cool. And she'd be in. She's going to go for a spa day and everything. You'll find him. It'll be fine. She insists on coming, but having other cool things, a shopping spree, and all this kind of cool stuff she could do while she's out there. There is a good movie in the bones of this, but they decided not to make it. No, they as, is, as is the case much. with this. So he says, you know what? All the letters we've gotten for, for how long? Not one single thank you letter. 
It just seems like everything's going, all the uh, computers and emails and all, everything's, nobody really cares about Santa or Christmas anymore. You know what I think I'm going to do, Tommy Davidson, head elf? I think I'm going to go for a little drive. Yeah, so we get a boomer speech of yep. the letters from the 70s. They were sure simpler. Kids wanted a bicycle or maybe something for their Nobody sibling. wants to work anymore. Yeah, it was a little bit of that. A These little bit damn of that. kids with their avocado toast. They don't. <laughs> they don't. I did appreciate what was cute, though, was he did say everything's a special order now. Which I yes. liked because that like also was like they're strapping out my workforce a little bit. Was I? I thought that yeah. was like a cute little touch. Yeah. But yeah, the rest of this was very. They've lost the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. He decides to go for a drive. Yes, which is just him getting in the sleigh with the reindeer, and going all over the world, but not delivering presents. But again, this is like three days before Christmas, and this seems to be a normal thing for the el- the head elf to like yes he's, he does this all the time he doesn't have a problem with this it's not it's not seem special but to me it feels like um i've never seen a movie that that posits this as a possibility and it- of all the santa tales the idea of santa might take the sleigh down to the corner store to pick up um, some milk like the isn't the sleigh reserved for that one night a year thing if they had done know. a better job of making it a him going for a drive thing of like, if he had had a radio and he kept switching the songs and all the songs were other Christmas songs or like yeah, there was something yeah, yeah. that made you feel like, made it feel like how you really do it when you're like, I'm just going for a drive. I need to clear my head. If we right. had had that moment with him more right. of um, a little bit more of of the the feeling that you have with that, it, I think it would have read a little bit better. But that's not what anyway. We really he did. just he just goes for a drive because he has to for the movie to work. That's yes. literally it. <laughs> for plot. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, uh, we've gone far enough. Let's head back." Oh, dark clouds. That means a white Christmas, but it also means lightning. And um, the th- a thing that happens. A thing happens here that if it was a possibility, you would think it would have happened at least a dozen times before. Because, like, there's lightning nearby, and it spooks the reindeer, and he falls out of the the sleigh. I was worried he, he was going to turn into a Frankenhooker, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, because lightning is magic. He falls, I'm going to conservatively say 20,000 feet in a freefall. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, he's probably actually closer to 40,000 feet. He's above where airplanes fly. Like, he 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 falls a ridiculous amount of, of, uh, of feet through the air. No parachute, no nothing, no protective gear. Um, he happens to land face first on the hood of Peter Albright of the Toothpaste Albright's car as he is leaving from being parallel parked in front of his girlfriend's house. And he's looked out like behind him. So he doesn't actually see it happen. So he thinks that he like accidentally somehow ran over a guy in a Santa costume. So they bring him into the house because calling 911 is not a thing. That would be ridiculous. Uh, And they like just 
plop down this guy. And again, if he's entirely unconscious, Leslie Nielsen in the Santa suit, like the fat suit, Leslie Nielsen outweighs this guy by, I'm going to say conservatively 70 pounds. And that guy got him up several flights of, of, of stairs to his girlfriend's apartment in this apartment. No problems at all. Peter Albright that... is on the gas for oh, and, sure. And so, so he 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 uh, maybe he is Santa. Says Zach. Zach. Um, and Don't you know no, Santa's not, not real? And then Zach. Uh, no, he because he can't say that yet because he's still young enough to like. We're, we can't say Santa's not real. We have to say this, this obviously is Santa. isn't Santa. Santa's at the North Pole preparing for Christmas in a couple of days, right? So that's this weird little tap dance they have to do through the entire film of like, no, Santa is definitely real, but, but he's this, not this guy, guy yeah. cannot be him. It's so a this hard guy plummeted 20,000 feet minimum right. through the air. No, he also, he did not explode like a giant sack of, of, of juice. No, because like, Christmas magic. Yeah, because because Santa's bones are made of adamantium. I don't know, like what I, I don't know what any of that, that how that works. They're made of Christmas. But he's fine. He's fine, except for the fact that he wakes up and he doesn't know who the hell he is, or doesn't even know. Not not like. <coughs> excuse me. Pardon me. Unlike Lindsay Lohan, they don't make him do a bunch of chores immediately. <laughs> right. He doesn't even know like what Christmas is. Who yeah, he, who is this Santa Claus you speak of? He doesn't not, not only does he not know that he's Santa Claus, he doesn't know what Santa is. Which is a different kind of what amnesia usually is. Yeah, this is uh, this is a different type of brain damage. Yeah. Um so I guess until we find out who he is, we we should probably just, you know, go through a normal day carrying taking him with us everywhere after his brain damage. Nobody calls Go to a hospital? Go to a hospital. But maybe you're like, okay, this guy got knocked a little loopy. Let's take him into the couch, see if he wakes up and he's fine. We can't find any ID on you anywhere. Are you like, do you know who you I have no idea who I am. He works at, for a news station. <laughs> at this point, at the point where he says, I have no idea who I am. Uh, that's when you call somebody. Yeah. I could maybe forgive the rest of it before then, but like. But not really because they're dragging him upstairs. Like, it's not yeah, like well, he walked in and laid on a couch. No, that's true. Also, I know he didn't see an old fat man in a Santa suit plummet with terminal velocity. But somebody on that street did. Like if, if you look at that scene, people are walking up and down the sidewalk. Somebody saw this thing come down and didn't. And through the air. Um, We also did have a scene. I think the sequencing of this was like my favorite because we have a scene that establishes, that they've been dating for a year and that they have a very ill-defined relationship. Yeah. Um, and Claire tries to bring it up and is like, well, what about Zach? And he like half-heartedly is like, send him to boarding school and <laughs> joke in that way that people aren't joking at all. Yeah. Um, but I just love that we cut from basically 
ill-defined relationship conversation to now as a sort of couple, we are carrying this Santa with amnesia man around him. Yeah, it man. Rules. Um, they... like that, that's like the, I feel like when you have ill-defined relationship of any kind, the next thing is like they go through a test to test the true strength of their relationship, right? right? And the test that they are facing is Santa with amnesia being carried around throughout their day. They Amazing. do um, like educated guesses. He's wearing a Santa suit. Maybe he's on his way to work as a Santa or maybe he heard that the mall was in need of a Santa and he came here as opposed to like to going to the Maybe he was on the way. Let's take him to the audition. He's a shoo-in. Look at him. He looks perfect. That's a real beard. Um, like he's a he's a perfect guy for the let's take him to the audition. He'll Go obviously ace the audition. He doesn't know who he is. No, the hospitals no. He should definitely try to get a job. It's America. So get a job. Get a job, you bum. You can't live on this couch forever. So um, so he has an audition. Uh, with a bunch of other people just trying to say ho ho ho, and there's it's one of those little things where they intercut all the people doing auditions and they're all really bad in different ways. But the guy who could say ho 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 the most, he wins. Not not Santa, who doesn't really know what ho 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 ho. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He doesn't know there's his one... ho 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 cadence. No. Uh, there is a there's a guy who's listening to the credits as Marlon Brando Santa, because he's just he's the one who's like. He's the method actor who's like, ah, Sansa! (laughs) Anyway, um, so they give it to the other guy. And um, and so, like, oh, I guess we don't know what to do. Uh, Well, we'll we'll have to hang out here, I guess, and try and figure out what to do. And um, that Santa is doing his ho-ho-hos too loud with all the kids and he ho-ho-hos himself into a ho-ho-ho cardiac arrest or um, I don't I don't know what else you would call he just he's ho-ho-hos until he, he can't stop ho-ho-hoing <laughs> and he has to be carried away in a stretcher like how many Santas on stretchers and how many traumatized children oh, so, many, so many children like the opening scene is the most traumatic one. But like, then there's a Santa who's found out not to be real. And then there's the Santa who has to get carried out of a stretcher because he fell down. Uh-huh. And then there's also, the Santa that ho-ho-hos himself into cardiac arrest. Multiple Santas who are, who are talking to kids, like get up from like, there's one kid they take off their lap. There's another, there's a still a continuing line of kids right there. They get up and take off their beards so they can talk to somebody. Yeah. Like, right in full view of all the other kids. What are we doing? And to your point earlier, there was definitely at least one child that saw Santa plummet through the sky. Right. Oh, at least. Onto the hood of a car. Yeah. There's no way that there wasn't one. Um, I'm thinking all the kids in this town are traumatized and also smarter. Like, they got smartened up way too young and toughened up way too young. Right. This next generation of kids is going to be out for something. Um, So... Uh, because that Santa's gone, now they decide to give the job to Leslie Nielsen, at least for a bit, 
and uh, he, um, he, what, what happens? Is this, is this where somebody else falls through the railing? Like there's some, that, that railing collapses like four or five times in the movie, but, but he sits, he sits down in the, in the, in the Santa throne and all the lights light up and there's like ho- hosannas and hallelujahs and stuff. But then there's a guy like who, who's the janitor who's like, oh, it flipped the breaker here. And now it, now it doesn't do that anymore. So like it, we thought it was like the Christmas gods saying this is the real Santa in the mall. But it's not. It was just a, a breaker that was loose or something. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. I wish I could remember. But yeah, there's there's just like Santa destruction all over the place. With this thing. Right. Right. And was um, this before or after we get the elves with the security? I, I think they 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 come after. There's the um, uh, the the um, this next thing, which is that Peter Albright of the Toothpaste Albrights. He <laughs> comes up with the idea. I'm a major reporter for a major news station. Oh, finally, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's a perfect idea. He goes, he goes to his boss, not William Atherton's brother, Ted Atherton, and he says, um, this is perfect. He looks exactly like Santa, but he's obviously confused. He doesn't know what he is. Somebody's got to know who he is. So we're going to do a human interest story and perfect timing. Obviously, someone's going to come forward who knows him, who's missing this guy. And we're going to reunite him with his family on Christmas. It's going to be a ratings bonanza. We're definitely going to beat Channel 2 and Channel 9. This is going to be a huge deal for us. And he's like, you're right. What a fantastic story. Let's do it. So then all these kids are lining up every day to come see the this Santa. And they're doing an interest story and trying to find people who are coming to say, hey, I know him, and one woman is looking for an alimony check. Doesn't matter if he doesn't look like it, her ex-husband. Another guy is obviously like, we're twin brothers. I mean, not identical or anything. Is there a reward? And there are people who were looking for this thing. And then there's um, one couple who uh, are like, is this that look like grandpa? It's been 10 years, but I mean, that could be him. And so they call up somebody to try this find out. But there's also an old folks home. Which I thought was a really funny thing. Yes, where this was, it was like this, this was one cute. guy who's like two, this two. There's an old guy and a woman watching TV. He's like, "Isn't that Ira?" No, that's <laughs> not Ira. But it looks like. And there was a another guy, an old guy in the um, uh, sitting in the background, who had a white beard. And this is what I wanted. He says, isn't that Ira? No, that's not Ira. Ira's dead. And I wanted the guy in the background to go, I'm Ira. And I, I <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's just, yeah, you just missed a, it. Yeah. You just missed a great joke. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so they're trying to find out who this guy is. This is all now where the thing is. They've somehow lowjacked the sleigh to this spot. The, the sleigh, they also found the sleigh yes. and they found the reindeer. The reindeer are like now being like, have just been like, I don't know, conscripted by a local Christmas tree farm to like just hang out and like, hey, pet and feed the reindeer. And they're just there. Get uh, to work, they, reindeer. And the sleigh landed somewhere and now that's being on display at the mall or whatever. So the, the sleigh's there. And so like we've isolated it to this area and on the giant map. It's just like 
New York, obviously, is what it's supposed to be. And so, like, let's we're gonna go find Santa. And I guess there's not a backup sleigh or any other way for them for because they just travel commercial. Which is a fun little scene, though. It is a it is a fun little scene that you know made me lose my mind. Of course, yeah. Because that's not okay. This does predate <laughs> this. This does predate nine eleven. But I just don't feel like these people dressed up as elves with the ears and everything. And like, so what's your name? I can't. What the hell is the Bobby? I don't know what his what his name is. Bobby. Bobby. Who? You don't need to know. Immediately jail. I'm sorry. What is your name? Person coming through customs. Bobby. Bobby. What? You don't need to know jail. Like there's, I don't like, I feel like even before nine 11, they were not in the business of just letting through anybody. No, it would, so, it would much like a W referees. Yeah. There would just be no need for you to have a job as security. If you were letting guys who didn't know their last names go through, but they're, who, who they're are you like stopping. If not somebody who, <laughs> who, won't doesn't, even tell you who, who doesn't have identification. Well, you don't have anything. a gun though. Right. Yeah. Right. I guess. Um, they were just the the actors in this. I thought were were cutesy with it. With this, like we're in disguise, but we're in disguise, but we don't know who we are. Kind of thing it was like if you're a kid watching that, you think that's a fun a fun scene, right? Um, um, so all the all the elves are like, "What's in the bag? You don't want to know." <laughs> jail, just jail, just jail immediately. Right, right to jail right away. There's no there's Go nothing else. And so like they they open the bag. And the bag is full of silly silly snakes. They're the ones that spring up, and that's it. That's all that's in the bag. So my question would be, why did you bring the bag? Like, what what was what did you need the silly snakes for, elves? Like, it does seem you, as though there was not a grand plan in place. You you packed your carry on with silly snakes. I I I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I, no. On both sides of this thing. Security needs to be more secure. Elves need to actually have prepared for this. Have fake names. You know what I mean? Like their last names are Snowflake and Hot Chocolate. Because that's all they can think of. But at least they have hot. Like they're they're trying to get through. They have fake passports. With your name's Bobby Snowflake Passport. And it's, it's him with his giant ears and a big smile. It says Bobby Snowflake. All right, fine. You can come in. Like, I, it's, it's something. Do something to make any, or don't do this scene, or have them go. Thank God we used the the backup sleigh to get here because this scene belies everything that happens after it. Because they would all be in jail, wanted on federal crimes. Well, you're not allowed to cross over into the into the United States with no identification. That's true. That is a good point. Um. I just liked the the actors in this. I thought they were cute. They were they did a very good job the, with a completely nonsensical scene. It doesn't make sense. The silly snakes were a uh, bridge too far for me too, especially um, because uh, why are they your security blanket or why are oh. they a part of your grand plan or any of that? The, and also, you the, can bring silly snakes on a plane, right? Just don't the, annoy the other passengers with them. The right? second bag that they open. What's in this bag? The, the, uh, the, there are two security officers, one guy and then another guy. And the joke is that he's got a very thick Indian accent, but his last name is Hatfield. And that's the joke. That's 
the joke. And anyway, he says, uh, he says, I won't do the accent, but he says, what do you have in this bag? And uh, Bobby, Tommy Davidson from In Living Color says, you know, various toiletries, other sundries. And he reaches into it um, and comes out with uh, chattery teeth on all five fingers and can't get them off. And their response is not jail, but their response is go right through. Just I don't want to I don't want to deal with you guys anymore, which now you're just let loose a bunch of psychopaths with chattery teeth all over New York City. It's the holidays. Think what could happen. I mean, you know who chattery else uses teeth you know, running you, amok you, through? You know who else uses chattery teeth for mayhem and mischief? The Joker. Now who? We don't have Batman, but now we got a bunch of Jokers just out there running wild. It's terrible. Right before Christmas, um, but hilarity ensues when they look for him all over the place. They find the little Lojack thing inside the the sleigh. They they can't figure out where he's gone. Uh, why doesn't he keep the Lojack on him instead of in the glove compartment? All this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Santa is trying to like, like I have no place to stay. Well, go stay with me in Peter's, Peter Albright of Toothpaste Albright's apartment, which has no tree, no time. Uh, and like, you know what I would like? I would like you to teach me a Christmas carol. Um, and they set up a, a, he lives in a very nice one-bedroom apartment with a huge loft. Why do I know it's a one-bedroom apartment? Because Santa sleeps on the couch. And uh, he says, I want to teach you to teach me a Christmas carol. And the Christmas carol of all Christmas carols that he teaches him is up on the house, dear reindeer paws. Uh, 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 out comes good old Santa Claus. And like down through the chimney with old Saint Nick. Ho, ho, ho. Who wouldn't go? And and so now the funny thing is that now that he's taught Santa one Christmas carol, the only way he knows, um, is uh, he sings it through the entire night. So Peter Albright of the Toothpaste Albrights can't 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 sleep. But does Santa sleep? Because if he's singing the song through the whole night, he's not sleeping either. But he's bright eyed, bushy tailed in the morning. I mean, he's also infinite years old, right? I mean, so, I suppose. And he just he, he sur- survived this. Probably can't go to sleep because he's got concussions, so he probably shouldn't. Yeah, shouldn't go to sleep. Shouldn't um, go to sleep. My thing was also, like, maybe you don't want to... If you're trusting someone enough to come into your apartment, um, a stranger who doesn't know who he is, I right. guess someone should be watching him, but I was like, could you at least give him the bed and go sleep at Claire's? The son knows now. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> give, him, yeah. give him the bed. He, you thought you hit him with your car and you can't even give him your bed? There's a, there, this is where it starts to get kind of hazy for me because all this other stuff. Because it's so through. boring. It is. A lot of it is like the relationship like problems of like, you don't want a commitment, but I have a son. We've been together for a year. What is this? What's going on? Um, so, like, I don't know what's, what any of this is, but, like, they they call the, the, the police to, like, run the thing of, like, who was actually there. The person that called that thinks is their grandfather, they believe it's actually him. There's, like, there's this one point where, um, oh, I should, I, there was the one scene that, that made me go crazy is that, that he went, uh, here's some money, go walk around the mall and buy some stuff. So he buys some really 
horrible looking clothes that he goes to a salon and they dye his hair and beard jet oh, black. Oh yeah. That was really weird. That was so weird. Um but it was um yeah. And it doesn't stay around, thank God. No, so no, they, they wash yeah. it out. They the wash it out scene. immediately, but yeah, it was just like um, well, what are we I don't know. Are we yeah, doing? anyway. Um he uh they so um Zach is convinced this is the real Santa. And Zach is um, smart. Because Zach is smart. And he takes Santa to go look at the sl- sleigh. Just maybe this, maybe this will prove it. Because he they put him under hypnosis. And the <laughs> the police psychiatrist puts him under hypnosis and like tries to take him back to being a kid. And the kid, he has a as a child, he has a memory of um he has a memory uh, of like being, uh, well, not as a child. It's like they're they're assuming it's as a child. There's animals, horses, maybe, um, which is not how it's not how like re- rec- recall works under hypnosis. You know the thing. You don't like making guesses as as you recall. Yeah, it. not under hypnosis. Yeah, no, like under hypnosis, like um, uh, I'm at home. It's uh, dark and cold. Uh, what are you doing at home? Feeding the animals? What kind of animals? Horses, maybe. That's not how. They, like, uh, who's calling you? Uh, a woman's voice. Your wife? Maybe. What? What name is she using? Nick. So okay. So that like that's they start calling him Nick after that. But anyway, like after this, she wakes up from this. They're trying to figure it out. Um, they uh, they're just trying to get him reunited for the big story. Zach overhears this and is really angry. Doesn't like Peter. So he, so she, Claire has to go and deal with something in the mall. So then um, Peter is not paying attention. So Zach and Nick, Leslie Nielsen, Santa, go and look at the sleigh to try and like jog his memory or something. But that doesn't work. Um, uh, and he he sits in the sleigh um, and try. Oh, other kids come up and they want to sit on his lap and all this kind of stuff is happening. Um, but Peter loses track. Finally finds. The, the the sleigh with the kids uh, they're, they're they're transporting the sleigh to a different to a giant toy toys galore toy store across yeah, the city. Yeah, so we Peter Peter and Claire break up, um, because he like won't let Zach into his life, and then they both end up at the toy store, right? And then Zach well, yeah. is climbing into the the sled. Yeah, that's that's the, the, later. That's later. That's, sorry, that's later. No, this is because because they. It's so boring. <laughs> it is so boring. Um, the 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 people who think it's the grand the grandparents they've sent in a photo of this guy from ten years ago. They do not show us the photo. The photo would ruin this whole thing. Like they have a photo. Like could be him. I mean, this is from ten years ago. We had our we had our computer guys do a little mock up, add a beard, add ten years of age. I mean, it could be him. him. It's definitely not him. We find out who the the missing grandfather is later, and they he and Leslie Nielsen look nothing alike. You could have hired a guy to play that part who looked a little like Leslie Nielsen. At least had a similar face shape or a similar sized nose. No, they they, it could have been me or you. Like it, it looks nothing like him. It could have been Tommy Davidson. Tommy Davidson looks more like. Leslie Nielsen, 
than this what? guy they found to play the guy who looks exactly like Leslie Nielsen, so much so that his own grandkids would be confused. Anyway, they say that the guy who's missing is Nicholas Engel, Nick, right? Engel, from Norway, where it would have been cold, grew up on a farm, horses, 40s. Oh, part of the other dream he was having then recollection was he feels like he was falling from up high. He was flying, but how could he be flying? Well, he learned how to fly a bomber in the in the Air Force in the 40s. Obviously. All of it checks out. Obviously, he's this guy. So they bring in these people to reunite him. And he's like, hey, you must be my family, I guess. Hug, hug, hug. And I'm like, great. We'll take you back home. It'll be wonderful. And uh, and Nick, uh, Zach is broken up about this or whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. Before that, the actual best scene in the whole movie, honestly, is Peter having a heart-to-heart with Santa because they both have a nightmare. Yes. The nightmare is nuts. The nightmare is absolutely bonkers. Both guys having a nightmare intercut with each other. Like, like it's, it's the most daring filmmaking in the entire film. Like all these cool angles and lighting and like the, 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 the woman who like, like your father is not coming to get you. (laughs) And it's like, Cutting in between between like child Peter and adult Peter sitting like a child at the table and he's having a freak out and like the 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 fire and the thing explodes and everything. Uh, it's a it's a really cool dream sequence. It is nuts. But because it's not even that nuts, but because it comes after an hour of just the most god-awful <laughs> normcore bullshit, it shocked me. And I was like, what is this? It's also like um it's helped by the fact that like there's an ounce of vulnerability in Peter at this yeah. point too. And the yeah. t- he's not a bad actor. It's just a very, very basic and dumb role. So like him and Leslie Nielsen actually getting to do something with any emotional depth to it right. after an hour of it, just being so boring to right. your point. Um, the, the, it's pretty the, good. Um, the, so they have the nightmare and they both wake up and they're going to have a glass. They end up in the kitchen together, having a glass of milk and, he explains to this guy why Christmas is not his favorite time. And he explains the whole thing. And then he explains this, this deal. And um, this Nathan Nielsen is just so sweet and gentle and kind. And it's this really wonderful. Paternal. Um, like it pater- felt very, it's a so, really, like when I had a feel- nightmare. That's yeah, how my dad yeah. acted. And it Peter really didn't have cool. a dad. Like, But also, and also, yeah, which is a really good point. But Denise is like, um, and then I watched her sister Greta take the the letter I wrote to Santa, and she burned it in the fire. And then Santa goes, Sister Greta, was she Scandinavian, Danish, maybe? I don't know. I only ask because in Scandinavia the custom is to throw letters to Santa on the fire because they believed the smoke would reach the North Pole faster. And it, like, and all of a sudden the traumatized thing for, for him changes his entire worldview on what that was and what Greta was doing for him as opposed to not caring at all about him was that it completely changed it. And you could watch this guy go, oh, whoa, okay. Um, just, well, how do you know that? How do you know so much about Santa? It's like, I don't know. It's so sweet, and it was very, it was it's very really, sweet. Really sweet. It was very and sweet. even the like best... 
the lighting in this scene and like the fact that they're just sharing this over like a glass of milk and um it's it's really like the only thing that is <laughs> well done right. with some effort behind it but it's kind of the key to the whole movie and there's like i've had moments like that where just like a perspective shift completely undoes some emotional thing that you were connected to or whatever and i actually thought he did a pretty good job of like having that realization of like oh my god that's like something i've defined myself by in my entire life and it could mean something completely different than what i interpreted it as like right. that all played out very very well um so he also basically convinces him to think about like, you'd be a really good dad you would like and 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 he doesn't think of it that way until like he has this conversation heart to heart with Santa Claus. Um, but honestly, I was like, this is the kind of thing the movie should be should be built around. Is this yes. kind of sweetness? Because there's a lot of like because it felt honestly very genuine and 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 there's a lot of it was Leslie Nielsen, but it just felt like this movie, if they had made the movie more like this, maybe it, it stands the test of time and people actually are watching it, you know, not as a joke. On Christmas time, but like for some other reason. Um, Maybe so, we're going to have to go through the bottom of the barrel to find it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this is where you're, you're, you're talking about where um, they, oh, there's a, there's a, like a Salvation Army Santa who stands out front of the mall. His name is, the, the guy's name is Grady. He wears a beard. Yes. He, he likes playing Santa, loves it. Um, but, uh, this, the real Santa bequeaths this guy who he has befriended throughout the whole film. Here's my Santa suit. You should have it. Like, oh my God, that's such a, what a cool suit. Thanks so much. But later he says, I found all these letters in this pocket. There's all kinds of crazy hidden pockets in this thing. I found these letters. You should probably give them back to Nick. And Peter goes through them and finds the one that he wrote because apparently when you burn it up, it goes up and when it reaches the Re North Pole, it, it materializes. Yeah. yeah. So that's what he's got. And he's like, oh my God, how could he have this unless he was the real Santa? So now he starts to believe. So he's like, he calls um, Nick on a phone that he gave him so he could call him. And he says, uh, hey, uh, I think you, you got to come. You're the real Santa. And uh, he's like, oh, cool. I am. I, excellent. So he tells his grandkids to <laughs> turn the car around and drive to, to Toys Galore so he, the, he can meet Claire and Zach there and get the sleigh, which is now being presented at the top of this big uh, Mountain. indoor house thing. And so Santa climbs up there to try and get, I don't know why he's getting in there anyway, but he climbs up there and the whole thing starts to fall off of the, off of the roof. So then Leslie Nielsen climbs up and gets in there too, because when you have a 40 pound, 60 pound, maybe child in there, and that's too much weight for the, for the cables that are holding it up in the air, what you should definitely do is add another 375 yes. pounds because that'll definitely make it better. But anyway, this, the, the is there falls... a single contractor in this town? No, just, just like no. the only thing uh -huh. that I have my notes that is no. all capitalized and bold. Like anybody that can build anything regarding Santa Claus. Cause no. the, the sleigh falls off of this very tall indoor <laughs> fake house that they built. With Leslie Nielsen Santa and Zach in it, and it falls and it then just hovers over the ground. And silly me, I thought the whole deal was the reindeer fly 
and the sleigh is pulled by the reindeer who fly. But it, but I didn't realize the sleigh could fly by itself. If it does, why do you need the reindeer? Because it was the reindeer that got spooked by the lightning and the sleigh would not get spooked by the lightning. You don't need the reindeer at all. You just, honestly, you don't even need Rudolph. Pop some headlights on that bitch and just, just, just go. You don't need any of that stuff. Well, the sleigh elf, flies by itself. Elf lore told us that you need, the sleigh can like, get off the ground on its own, but that the reindeer uh, need to sustain it. the route. Okay. Yeah. All so. right, fine. But that was cool. justified 30 years later. <laughs> right. Or 20 years later or whatever. Um, so, right. So, the... So, oh my God, it's the real sleigh. And everyone... And there's hundreds of people watching watching the real sleigh have levitate. And then they're like, okay, great, bye! And they leave. By the way, they also the grandchildren like shaved his face. <laughs> so now it's like Leslie Nielsen with no beard walking around. So um, weird. They're like, now we got the sleigh. So we, we put on a flatbed truck that I guess we own, and we're driving through the city because we got to find the reindeer. Reindeer are at a Christmas tree farm. Let's go find the Christmas tree farm. Oops, there's a night watchman there, and he will not let them have the reindeer. So then the, the elves show up. They have figured out where he is. They have tracked him. They know where he is. And the elves, um, like, basically browbeat. The the they <laughs> scare the security guy into running off, and he calls the police, and the police show up, and then the the elves like tie up the police and the security guard, um, and then Santa uses Santa magic to to put on the the clothes and the and the and the and and a, and a new beard. He grows it instantaneously, Thank and God. then uh, well. Peter Albright of the Toothpaste Albrights wants to now get married to Claire and be the dad for Zach and everything's fine. And uh, then, oh, uh, all the other elves are going to go back on first class. They got upgrades. Um, and yeah. so they're going to go. And uh, But uh, Tommy Davidson, Bobby, whatever his name is, he's going to go with Santa. Uh, Santa invites Peter, but is like, I've got a family to spend with, spend Christmas with for the first time ever. It's like, I was hoping you'd say that. Then why did you invite him to go on the sleigh if you were hoping he would say no? Just a dumb thing. And so, well, the, because if he wasn't gonna, you don't want him to spend Christmas alone, right? Um, so then he says, uh, so they go off and they're gonna. They're, oh, we got we got to get going because we're, we're 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 it's Christmas Eve. We got to go, otherwise we're gonna run out of time to deliver all these presents. Uh, and uh, so they they're you know they're driving away, and uh, Bobby or whatever says, "Hey Santa, I got two words for you." Merry Christmas. Okay. Oh, sorry. No. Guns up. <laughs> he, no, he says, uh, <laughs> he says, um, he says, uh, seatbelts, which is one word, but also <laughs> should be standard in the sleigh. Like maybe if he had a seatbelt, like he would not have fallen out of the. He would have gotten ejected. Yeah. He wouldn't have fallen out of the thing and then bonked his head. Whatever. So design flaw for sure. Yeah. So there's um, there's your there's your end of the thing. Oh, the the guy in the um the guy in the uh uh old folks home who says isn't yes. that Ira? <laughs> That's the guy who is the real grandfather of the people who like that thought that like, Leslie Nielsen was yeah. his grandpa. Yeah. Um. 
this did get, I mean, it was just nauseatingly predictable, but I will say the townspeople were at least shocked when the sleigh started levitating. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of blind eyes in this. Like we Too said, like, yeah. like nobody's concerned that all these Santas keep, they're going to need workers comp. If there's yeah. a, if there's an agency, there's a union and they're yep. all, they're all making paydays. Um, Nobody saw Santa plummet through the sky. So when the sleigh starts to take off, at least people like react to it. Yeah. Um, and then in the scene where they're kind of browbeating the security guard with the reindeer, I did appreciate they did these like really, really like zoomed in close-ups of everybody just like giving side eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them is on Zach. And he actually did a pretty good job yes. with it for a yeah. little kid. Like he's very menacingly staring. He yeah. got that they were going for the wild, wild west, like close up stare into the camera thing pretty well. Like that, that was actually pretty cute. But this is just, um, it actually made me appreciate movies like the Santa Claus more because there's more effort and justification in those that like, you're like, oh, what a simple story to those. But you realize like, it's simple, but it's. It, th there's a lot of necessary elements because when they're not there, you get this, and that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, listen, a, a movie where Santa during class, but thank you. No, you know this. This, this <laughs> I, honestly, I respect it. Listen, um, <laughs> are you kidding me? If they if they had like 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 YouTube streams when I was a student, I would have failed. Yeah, every Never would have paid attention to class ever. No, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so, um, what I will say this is that um, you can't. The idea of hey, Santa Claus fell out of his sleigh and landed in New York three days before Christmas and has amnesia. There are a hundred movies you could write with that basic premise that would be so much better than. Starring Fa Leslie like, Nielsen. Like, <laughs> career guy tries to like have a relationship with single mom. Also basically also barely starring Santa with amnesia. Yeah. Is not is that's not how you do this. Yeah, like, you're right. There like, wasn't enough of Santa. Like there was not enough wasn't. Leslie Nielsen in it. Um, which is funny because he was a he was a big deal by this point. Like by 2000, everybody knew who Leslie Nielsen was and what he was capable of. He, oh, yeah. He's been well this established. Was... Um, this was all of the boring parts of a Lifetime Hallmark yeah. movie with none of the I'm laughing so hard at you because it's so bad aspect. Like the ca career guy who doesn't like Christmas because he was orphaned at Christmas trying to like make it work with his single mom girlfriend and the son, who is the same age that he was when he got abandoned, struggling with whether or not Santa Claus is real, is the plotline of a hundred Hallmark movies. <laughs> the idea that you would take that and then add a dash of amnesiac Santa and say, we're good here. No, 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 no. D no. F the, the movie is, is amnesiac Santa. Yes. Then you add things around that, not the other way around. Especially when you have Leslie Nielsen, yeah. like make who ended Leslie up Nielsen. doing this. Did you know this is the this is the second time he played Santa? I did not know that. In 1991, he played a, a Santa in a movie called All I Want for Christmas. 
not based on the Mariah Carey song. Thank so, God. like, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, don't know anything about it. Although he is listed way further down in the credits, so I think he's got like a bit part where he comes in in one scene and he's Santa. Gotcha. But you know, uh, but yeah, no, that, that's. I looked up. I looked up that somebody said in some in some synopsis like reprising his role from All I Want for Christmas. No, you can't. You don't reprise the role. Santa. He played Santa in two different movies. That's not reprising the role. I don't. I, I don't think that's that's not how that works. You can't reprise him. This isn't Freebird. You can't just no. like. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I unfortunately have to get the flick out of here with yeah, this one because of this. There are far better movies yes. of of Santa, and there are yeah. far worse movies. Yes, and the worst ones are better than this. Y- yes, because they're so cuckoo bananas that yeah. you're at least laughing at them. Um, it 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 felt like a chore. This one felt yeah. like a chore to watch. Unfortunately, mm. it also felt like considering it was made in two thousand. I'm like. This feels like it was made in 1991. I guess maybe because it was TV, like made for yeah. TV or whatever, yeah. that probably diluted some of it. But I was like, this feels on par with the stuff that we watched. That's from like 1988 yeah. to 1992 and those like B-level movies. But for yeah. 2000, this should have been better than it was. But if it's part of some like Disney countdown bullshit or whatever. So this is the thing that sense. I will say. Um, if you're looking for a movie where... Uh, where Santa comes to like regular America uh, and has to figure out what to do while he's there. Uh, watch Ernest Saves Christmas. Yeah. Just do that. Watch, watch Ernest Saves Christmas instead of this. Watch Ernest Saves Christmas instead of most movies, but definitely instead of this. Yeah. I'm going to say get the flick out of here. No, through no fault of Leslie Nielsen, who I honestly thought made a really good Santa. And he's just not in the movie enough. So... Agreed entirely on that, and must you watch it? That the one scene after the nightmare is is very sweet. Like yeah. there is that's the only thing with any kind of emotional gravity to it. But it's 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 well done. Like Leslie Nielsen is so for a kid that you're like this kid grew up without a father and to see him be a loving father figure to him and yeah. and have this realization of of the letters being. Um, something that they do as a Norwegian custom, like it, that part of it's really yeah. good, but that's um, like half a percentage of the whole movie, unfortunately. So, yeah, <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. That hopefully we'll have something better or worse because anything's better than Mama Mama Mid. Or you have a Mama Mama Mid Christmas, and nobody wants that. So no. it'll be better week, and worse. It'll be better and it'll worse. Be worse and better. Because it couldn't be this. Uh, anyway, happy holidays, everybody. We'll see you next time. Yeah, happy Hanukkah, by the way. To our, to our Jewish friends. Hanukkah's on Yes. Day. Yeah. Bye. Next time we'll get... Tonight, get the flick out of here. Who knows next time? Bye-bye. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.